Well, hello and welcome to Loving Your Garden with me, Rod Whiting, group founder and our regular horticulturist, John Sterling. Hi, John. Hi there, Rod. Hi, everybody. It's great to be back, isn't it, (laughs) after a a long break? Yes, Um, I thought there was something missing last Tuesday. Yeah, with some more winter plant suggestions from you to give uh, your garden and your soul a bit of a lift over those dull, depressing winter months. And as ever, John is on hand to answer any questions you may have about any gardening issues. And that's what we do each week here on uh, Loving Your Garden Live in association with our sponsors, Fitzgerald Lane (laughs) Decorators. So, John, two weeks is a long time in gardening. And I don't know about you, but I'm so far behind now. I haven't fed the lawn. I haven't fed my winter plants. I haven't dismantled my pond. About the only thing I I have done He's put my garden furniture away. Oh, well, yeah, well, I've, I've done that as well, I must admit. Yes, it is amazing, but um, lots of things are still looking great. My pelagoniums um, in pots are looking absolutely fantastic. My um, fancy-leaved ones, of course, that is. Frank Headley and and Wilhelm Langtrup, they're doing <laughs> fabulous, but uh, happy thoughts as well. But, um, yeah, a lot of things are still flowering in the herbaceous border, so let's enjoy what there is out, but we've got to start thinking about getting things away because the pelagoniums that I put in, Rod, for the summer at the front, they've come out because I want to, I've want to. replaced them with wallflowers and I want to get those wallflowers established before they go into winter. So it's that juggling act, you know, you you can leave, oh, I'll leave my pelagoniums in. You get them to um, November and, you know, it's still looking good. Then one night you get up and they've gone. And, of course, then it goes cold and, oh, you put things in and they start to struggle. So you, there is there just come a time when we've got to think, look, summer's over. Let's get into winter mode and there's so much as most people if they if they saw those shrubs that we showed three weeks ago three or four weeks ago i mean it's so much potential and hopefully we can give them a few more ideas today as well well that's the uh, the name of the game shall we take a look at some of your uh, suggestions then uh, john yes um, i mean it's yeah it's, it's just that we want so you know we want to try and keep the the garden look looking nice i mean we don't want to shut the curtains in november and then open up again in march do we? we want to be able to you know come down and when it does get light open them curtains and see some nice some nice plants it's yeah. not all flowers as well so um shall we go in for the very first one let's have a okay, look oh there, there you go the, the violas yeah i mean i love the little violas i find them um the delicate ones much better than the pansies. Um, I still love pansies as well. They're both types of violas, different species, of course. These, I love them because the native ones, they've, they've got so many um, common names as well. You've got uh, heartsies. Uh, perhaps people know it, um, heartsies, because many years ago, Culpepper's herbal, you know, plants were used a lot more than we, we use them now to treat things, to treat ailments. And the names there, heartsease, it was used in the treatment for some heart complaints. And it's also called Johnny Jump Up. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a couple of names. I've got to remember that, haven't I, with, with the name being John. So Johnny Jump Up, that's another 
how it got that name, I don't know. But uh, look, you just look at those. Um, they're smiling, aren't they? They are. They're actually smiling. Yeah. <laughs> and the wonderful thing, Rod, is all these lovely, delicate little plants. They can, you know, the wind blows, the f- snow comes down, or whatever, and they're still. Got that smile on the face. Yeah. The next one then is an iris. <laughs> yes. Now then, people might say, "Well, come on, not an iris." But this is—it's got a lovely name. This is the Algerian iris, Iris unguicularis. It's quite you, a, you a mouthful, but <laughs> um, an absolutely lovely thing. Now, many people might have this in their garden but never see it and the reason is when you get mild winters this loves to be down at the bottom of a south facing wall somewhere like that but what happens is it's it makes a mass of those strappy leaves and in there the slugs love to hide now slugs do move around in winter snails basically lock themselves away and wake up again in the spring. That slugs, you get uh, mild times and they out they come. Well, within all those leaves, you very often get slugs. And as soon as the buds develop, you find that they're nibbling the buds away. So you never see the flowers. So if you've got a load of strappy leaves somewhere in the garden, if you can keep the uh, slugs off, you might find that it's an iris unguicularis. They flower basically from November through to March, but it's a lovely, lovely thing if you it's, can get it growing. And Helen's asking how tall they are. Not very tall, are they? No, They're only a few inches. No, the, um, the flowers, um, the leaves come up further than the flowers. So, yeah. But, you know, if you've got a poorer soil, by gum, you don't all get some flowers. You really do. You get lots and lots of them. So how wonderful to open the curtains in January and see something like that. Of course, all these plants that flower in winter are what we call short day varieties, short day plants. They need short days to flower. And even in, you know, when they come here, they'll flower if they get the right treatment. Don't grow it in the open where the easterly winds are going to grow, but you get a south-facing wall at the base of there, somewhere sheltered, and they're fine. Okay, uh, moving on. And oh. This is a dryopteris, isn't it? Yes, there's the ferns, the evergreen ferns in particular. Um, you know, you've got your male ferns and female ferns. But I do love I do love my ferns, and this year I've got one or two areas where – it was just gravel at the side of the house wall, no sun or anything. And I thought, and it was it was the shill, the wife who who looked and said, "Couldn't we grow something in there?" And we thought of ferns, and lots and lots of these ferns love no sun at all. You know, they're, they're perfect. And so I took the gravel off because, being as the patio goes up to near the house. I thought, I better take the gravel off, and it's solid concrete underneath. But it wasn't. I dug the gravel out, and there's a deep soil. So we've now got, yeah, we've got Dryopteris. That's Christata the King, that is. But you've also got the Polystichums and um, Erythrosia. They 
They're the Japanese painted ferns, Rod. They are gorgeous. Metallica. It's got a lovely grey running through it. And then there's a red one um, as well. And they, like I say, you've got that lovely evergreen foliage. I'm really taking to ferns. A bit late in my career, but I really, really am taking to the ferns. We've got um, heart's tongue fern as well. Uh, there's one of those with a wavy edge. And so mm. we've got the ordinary one growing there, and we've also got the um, the ornamental one as well. Well, it certainly gives you a, a bit of colour in, yes. uh, in a, particularly in a shady part of your garden where. Yes, um, absolutely, and else. very often if you've got two different colours, a fern in the middle of them, get, you know, makes that sort of separates them that little yeah. bit, and it love look lovely when they come up in herbaceous borders as well. Uh, no, this oh. is champion, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, there are so many varieties of Helleborus now that uh, are coming through, they, and these are gorgeous. The Orientals, yeah, they, they they are. They, um, I mean, people like Ashwood Nurseries and and places like that, Harvington, they've done so much hybridisation. Um, that's why I put uh, Helleborus orientalis, the Lenten rose. Um, it's used so much for hybridizing and lots of the what we've got now are hybridized and of course nowadays we're getting doubles as well yeah um yeah i mean you can pay for them but so many different colors um absolutely fantastic if anybody if anybody do can get over to um ashwood nurseries at K near kings winford on the west side of birmingham to go there January, February, you'll see some fantastic um, helibores. You really will. And I think Superb. The, the, what's great about some of the new hybrids is that they, and I've got, I hope I've got the right term, prostrate so that you can actually see the flowers. If you go back a few years, you, the, the helibores flowers were, were sort of pointing oh, yes. down, weren't they? And you couldn't yeah. really see them in all their glory. No, they're trying to get them. They're trying to breed them now so they, the 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 flowers stand upright upwards yeah. so that you can you don't even have to bend down to have a look but yeah. if i see one and you can't see any of the flowers it's exciting to go and you know just lift them and see what they like it really really is and of course once you've got them in the garden if you if you just leave the seed pods on they'll split and you'll get lots of seedlings and you never know what you're going to get some of these plants have opened the garden up so much. Yeah. Um, not usually anything too blousy, but you, you, you've got to admit that these are really, really super winter at a, plants. At a time when you really need it. You yeah, need that, absolutely. That, something in that garden that's going to cheer you up. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, they love to grow underneath um, deciduous shrubs um, because the deciduous shrubs, when the leaves are on in summer – that keeps the sun off them. They don't like a lot of sun on the foliage um, in summer, but the leaves drop off and then the stage is theirs for the winter. Yeah. Couldn't It couldn't be better. It really couldn't. Uh, right, this is a fes fescue, is it? Festuca glauca. Glauca meaning blue. There's so many different grasses. Stiper. I mean, that's another one that waves in the wind. It's absolutely lovely. Panicum, that's uh, some of the panicums have got fabulous coloured stems. 
even again in the middle of winter. So again, you can mix those in with your garden. Some of the grasses have got some lovely flowers as well. The st- I mean, again, Stiper is, is, is a lovely one. Um, it really is. But just to see those colours, you know, in the winter, it yeah. helps to cheer everything up. It yeah. really does. Absolutely. Okay, on we go. This is towards coming out of this two this two plants that go together, I think, and that's Aranthus, which is the winter aconite, which is what we're seeing there. I love to see them growing in between those little rocks as well. But um, you very often find them growing alongside snowdrops as as well. And um, fantastic little pl- plant, they really are. Aranthus hyamalis. Hi, M. Alice. Um, that's the Latin name. Winter um, aconites. Winter aconites. That's okay. it. Yep. And um, funny-looking bulbs, uh, ever so funny-looking. You wouldn't think, oh, good Lord, what ugly-looking. <laughs> but that's what you get when they go. <laughs> and once you've got them, that's it. <laughs> Again, that's what I get excited about. We've got this to look forward to in the coming you know, months. I, like, I really like those uh, winter they, are they, like yeah, they, yeah, they, they are. They, they're fabulous. Give you three or four weeks of lovely colour, but you've, you, you'll have groups coming on all the time. So it does, they do flower over a, a longer period. And they'll keep coming back every year. Do they sort of multiply a bit? Yes. Oh, yes, yes. They tend to multiply every year. They're they're normally those things that you can just – you put in and just leave them in. And um, fabulous in woodland and places like that. And, of course, with the bulbs, when it gets hot in summer and dry, they just die down and then they get the rain in October, November and – Wake up again, and up they come again. Let's move on, and uh, the old snowdrop. This is um, is this the Elwesii, the Galanthus? Yes, um, that's the one I wanted to show. Um, It looks a bit like Elwesii, yes, because the the two little marks on there, and that's the giant snowdrop. It's a really, really tall one. It can be about ten inches tall. I mean, everybody knows Galanthus nivalis. Mm. Um, and Galanthus nivalis plena, which is the double form, and um, they grow so well. And of course, it's one of the first things we look forward to for this from the you know for the spring. You know, there's no turning back to me when um, you know when the snowdrops come. No matter what comes after, there's no turning back. That's it. With the Galanthus nivalis, there's about four hundred different types now because. Galanthophiles, I don't know whether it's something they've had nothing to do over winter, but they go around <laughs> looking around a load of snowdrops, looking for something that's that little bit different. And uh, they've found, like I say, some of them have got little bits of yellowing. You can just see a little bit there, but a lot of them have a lot more yellow yeah. in them as well. So loads and loads of different different types like I say, over 400, Rod, that they've found, um, and they're always looking for new ones. So if you, you're you one of those that scraps around, you're a grand, you're a galanthophile. That's what they call you. Right. Now, this is um, a Calicarpa, and 
this is mine. <laughs> when you when you put up the Calicarpa profusion, I thought, oh, I've got one of yeah. them. Well, I wanted so there it I, is. Well, I, I I looked at the diff those those different plants. There's another. I did. I said, Roll Rod, could you put Calicarpa? Because the the color of the berries that's that's the main thing. Now most people will tell you that you've got to have more than one to cross pollinate each other. That's yours, and you've only got one, haven't that's you? True. Yeah. yeah. So you it, it it you will get pollination even with just one. Whether your neighbour's got one over the other side, I don't know. But um, there's no. that you get those beautiful <laughs> berries. What what I I. I what color is it? Perhaps purple. Well, it's not purple. It's, no, it's is purple. It? Yeah, is it? It's, it, it's yeah. purple. Right. Yes, it's great for the early uh, winter. Yeah. They, depending on the weather, they will last quite easily till Christmas, and then the cold, the very very uh, bad weather, tends to take them away. But, I've not fed them for a while, and I suspect that's why no. Well, it's the deciduous hen. They're deciduous anyway, so yeah, they might um, just be getting it's, it's coming to the end over. for this year, Rod. But it's that's a healthy, healthy enough looking plant. But again, three or four weeks ago, we were talking about the stems of trees. Just oh, look yes, at that. Look at this, yeah, autumnalis. Uh, you'll be opening Autumn your garden Nihilus. soon. Absolutely you will, absolutely <laughs> stunning, isn't it? I love this tree, yeah. And it's, yeah. it's quite mature now. It was one of the, I think this was the first tree I put in the, in the garden when I moved here ten years ago, and uh, it, it's yeah, it's lovely. Really like it. There's some oh, there's there's some this there really is some wonderful barks on the um, on the tree. Shirley uh, Chapman uh, suggests pearlescent purple. <laughs> pearlescent. Thank you, Shirley. Yes. Yes, yeah, pearlescent. Yeah, I like that. I, I do. Great. And Jan is just going back to the snowdrop. Um, she says, I have some tall ones I was given, but was told they're snowflakes. Yes, these right. are snowdrops. You've Snowflakes are leucogium. Yeah, leucogium. And very often, those. Very often come just after the snowdrops. Yeah. Yeah, a bit later. And I love the leucogiums. I really, really love them. <laughs> Yeah, I've put some in the garden. Um, they came up last year, so I'm hoping they they're going to come back up this time. Yeah. Yes, that's that's yes, that's right. They are snowflakes, leucogium. Here's your favourite, John. Here's one of my little favourites for winter. Yes, and that cyclamen coombe follows the cyclamen hedrifolium. You know the one that's been flowering recently. Yeah. Um, and you get some cracking leaves on there as well. So cyclamen coom flower right from November, right the way through to March, can be even April as well. And like I say, some stunning marbled leaves that you can get on them as well. You get lots of different sorts of leaves um, on the cyclamen coom. Cyclamen coom comes in white, um, pink, reds, and of course, if you get across, you get variations of those colours, you know, different shades. Just fabulous. And to me, Rod, when you see a little plant like that and you think that even the Iris unguicularis, but even this in the middle of a, a garden, and, you know, the wind blows and there it is, look. It's, yeah, it's, I can just um, imagine that, actually, just over the peeking over the top of a carpet of snow. Yes, yeah. yes, ex exactly. And 
very often they will um, if they get pollinated in the winter you'll get a seed pod and to, to me cyclamen are fascinating because to, how they uh, spread their seed is normally the seed pod is a round pod and full of seeds and it's on a like a spring and what happens is when the plant's ready to get rid of its seed out it goes and it pushes the seed pod about nine inches away from the base of its itself and then it opens the seed pod opens up and the and the seeds fall out and ants very often will take those seeds to various other places but again um if you go to ashwood nurseries if you if you can get to ashwood um near birmingham um, they've got some absolutely fantastic cyclamen they really have they've got areas that are just mass of cyclamen and that's how to see them although they do wonderfully well in containers you know if you're a bit of an alpine grower you just fan just think of that in a in a clay pot as, mm. as well with all the character of that clay pot to go with it so it's a lovely time and it like like you say it is a time when we we need to be cheered up that little bit because you've only got about six hours of daylight and by you know when you've got that daylight you want to make the most of it absolutely right okay well, brilliant, John. Thank you very much for that. Some great suggestions there. And I'll, I shall certainly look out for those winter aconites. you probably order some from Parker's or other yes, you might available. If you, yeah, I mean, you, um, yes, if you, you, even your local garden centre might have, might have them. They might. Um, because they've, obviously the ones that come out in winter the, uh, yeah. um, and spring, they are selling now, of okay. course. I'm hoping next week we will have a guest and that will be a garden designer that John and I met at um, Beaver Castle for their garden flower show. I think David Stevens, our member, our special member, he was judging that, wasn't he? He was, yeah. I think you yeah, were judging got, the gardens with first prize the for others. That particular garden. Um, and what was, skill, what was so skillful about it was that you only have a tiny little area, don't you? And you have to create this garden in this tiny, tiny area. And it just goes to show what you can do. You know, people say, oh, my garden's so small, and my garden is so small. But there's so much you can do in, in a limited space. Uh, uh, Absolutely, there was there were there were some wonderful ones there. They really were. Yeah, I mean, yes, but that was that was a highlight, and it had got a seat in there as well. So I got my photograph taken in. <laughs> well, you did, and we'll make sure we get that photograph in. Oh uh, no! Next week. Yes, yes, yes. It's a it's a collector's piece. Is that uh, is that photograph? We'll feature it as um, some ideas for small gardens because uh, I think she would be very educational in that respect. Who is this? I bought Cyclamen but wasn't sure which way to plant the corn. Oh, don't, don't, well, don't uh, that's worry Sue too. All oh, right. Well, don't don't worry too. Normally, yes, I know sometimes it can be have a bulge on one side and it concave. Is that what the word is? I remember going yes. back to school, concave on the other and the concave side goes upwards. But if you're not sure, just if if you don't see anything for a few weeks, just turn it over. Uh, you know, just take it out and turn it over. But um, it's amazing how plants can sort themselves out in the end. But if you can, 
if try and find try and buy ones that have got that concave and then uh, because it's normally the um the shoots and things being as it's a corn the shoots and things are the the bit that start first yeah. before the roots because yeah. they're making use of the storage organ that is yeah. the bulb uh, yeah. or corn so um, yeah, yeah I'm, i mean i i do I'm, if I, if i wasn't sure so i'd put them in a in pots get them growing and then uh, plant them plant them out later yeah keep on top of those weeds you know we we keep getting yep. these rain showers yep. and this is the time of year when all the weed seeds really start to germinate because they want to get established before the winter particularly with the um, perennial weeds because yep. once they've established as perennials they're much harder to get rid of but to start with all those uh, perennial weeds as seedlings can be just hoed off. So just, and it's a great job. You know, if you've got a lovely day, just going round, tittling around with the hoe, lovely. You can think about anything you want to. I like this one from uh, from from uh, Shirley Chapman, and I I absolutely uh, subscribe to this. If you're not sure, plant them on their side, and they'll uh, they'll yeah they really get they'll, go for it. Yeah, they'll they'll get themselves sorted in the end. Right, well, there we are. Um, thank you very much indeed, uh, John, as ever. I must say thanks to our sponsors, Fitzgerald Lane Decorators. And for a free quote and advice on any project that you're thinking of doing before it starts to get too cold, then you can go to their Facebook group, Fitzgerald Lane Decorators. That's L-A-I-N-G. And uh, they will send you whatever information you need, free of charge. And uh, yeah, and obviously quotes and all of that stuff. And if you're listening on the podcast, please subscribe, tell your gardening friends all about us, and check out our Loving Your Garden Facebook group and be inspired by our friendly and knowledgeable members. Until next time, then, bye bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.